that time again. It's Flat Out RC podcast time, the podcast where we talk all things radio control flight. We're talking radio control planes, helis, and drones. My name's Andrew Sill, coming to you from the land down under in Melbourne, Australia. And what a show we've got for you today. We have a special guest, a lovely lady by the name of Corinne Pellet is joining us. Corinne is a uh, an avid aero modeler, happens to also be a Qantas Link pilot as well that is involved in training new pilots that join uh, Qantas Link. So we'll get into that chat with Corinne very shortly. But before we do, let's have a look at what's been happening around the traps. Well, I always like to start by just plugging a few events that are coming up. And there's a lot of events coming up in the next, uh, well, to running up to Christmas, really. We know that the IMAC Nationals is coming up down here at the uh, P&Dask Club at the end of October. But uh, my friend Tony Wilson, Sergeant Tony Wilson, sent me a flyer about Warbirds over Bansdale event. I, I feels like I was just at this event. November the 4th and 5th. Uh, I think that's... That's the long weekend, or potentially a long weekend. It's the cup weekend, I think. Uh, so November the 4th and 5th, the Warbirds over Bansdale. Entry is $20 per pilot, public by gold coin donation, so public's allowed to come and have a look. Uh, there'll be pilot's choice for biplane, mono, propeller, and other military. You can camp the field. I love it when you camp the field. It's $10 per night. Catering will be on site, barbecue, fire pit, hot showers, you name it. It's a great facility there at the Bansdale Club. Bring a warbird. I don't have any warbirds. I'm tempted to, you know, if I find a cheap warbird just to get it so I can turn up to a warbird event with my warbird. I'm not sure. I do like Mustangs. But anyway, warbirds over Bansdale November 4th and 5th. Uh, gates will be open from 3rd to the 7th. So a lot of people go to Bansdale and stay longer. So you are welcome. So I'll keep on plugging that one. Now, what else we've got? Um, the Ball Ball Club is running a uh, fun and float fly day that's down here in Victoria as well at the uh, Willow Grove site, which is on the uh, banks of uh, Blue Rock Dam. Uh, I went there early for Follow the YouTube channel, you'll see a video that I did there as well. Awesome place to go and fly float plane. So the Bragg Club Fun and Float Fly. Get a float plane. Come on down, 26th of November. That's what you want to pencil into your diary. 26th of November at the Bragg Club Willow Grove. I'll keep on giving the plug as more details come to hand. But uh, it's going to be a good, good, good event, I reckon. 24th or 26th of November, Sunday the 26th. Pencil that into your diary. So much happening. Okay, now before I get started, I just I've I've heard some some pretty sad news that Steve Wenben, who has been on the podcast, passed away. Uh, Steve, it was the driver and the founder of the Manila, Manila Slope Fest. So, Mad Keen Slope Flyer. And that Manila Slope Fest event really uh, became something quite big uh, for avid slope flyers. Uh, and apparently he could have even been at the event um, because it's the same sort of time frame. I don't have all the details at hand. Um, but, yeah, he, he basically went to sleep and, and, and didn't wake up. And it's always sad to hear stories of, Aero modelers passing away, um, but yeah, I, I recall the chat with him uh, quite distinctly because 
he was very passionate about slope soaring and the Manila slope fest and, and you know, brought us up to speed with everything to do with that um, event. But he's also involved in um, restoring a Cat- Catalina uh, as well, which he was uh, kept on watching his Facebook posts on that. So condolences to the Wenban family and all the friends that uh, no doubt enjoyed his company at the Manila slope fest as well. Gone way too soon. So uh, there you go. And make the most of the time that you've got on this earth because it does come to an end. So Steve did exactly that. So well done, Steve. Okay. Um, I want to give you an update about the Shepherd and Mammoth Scale event that I went to, which if you haven't already, jump onto the Flat Out RC YouTube channel and you'll see a bit of a video that I shot there. And uh, I'll tell you what, the numbers were pretty good. I think there are about 80 pilots or so, according to Les Sawyer, the um, president of the club, the Valley Radio Flyers Club. Uh, what I felt that the quality of the planes was awesome. Um, we really had some some nice scale planes at the event this year. Now, you know, if you don't know anything about the Shepherd and Mammoth Scale Flying Event, it's Australia's largest uh, or a longest running event for large scale aircraft. So there's a criteria that you need to meet as far as wingspan for biplanes and monoplanes. So bigger the better, really. Uh, and it, it's it they had they celebrated the 40th running of the event um, this year. So it's been going for a while, and uh, the quality of the models was just phenomenal. And we had we had a lot of people come from interstate, especially the New South Wales crew that came down with their scale planes and stuff like that, which was awesome. Um, we had uh, David and Aaron Gale come down from Queensland, bring their massive Fokker triplane. It was the biggest plane there for sure. Uh, but some of the models were phenomenal. Standouts for me was the Waco that won um, Pilot's Choice, I believe. Uh, Gary Bergen uh, from South Australia built that, and it is just phenomenal. Um, jump onto the Flat Odyssey Facebook page and you'll see a photo of it. Uh, but that was just, yeah, it was big. It had a mocky radial at the front. It, um, was finished beautifully, uh, a lot of scale detail. So that was a great plane. I had a, managed to get a good close up look of, at, um, Peter Goff's we're away that he built, which is again, phenomenal. It's actually metal skinned. Uh, but the interior, he said, told me it took six months to, uh, to build. And it is just an awesome plane. It is just right up there as a, world-class scale plane, you know, because everywhere you look, there's some sort of detail. So uh, well done to Peter, and it was good to see that plane fly as well. Uh, it did, I was, I was videoing a flight of it, and we are taking photos of one of the two, and um, he had to land uh, earlier than he planned due to some overheating, engine overheating problems, he was losing a bit of power. So uh, brought it in, he's a good pilot as well. Tim Nolan, um, MAAA El Presidente, was there flying at Wilger, which he flies really, really well. He's a good pilot, Tim. Beautiful landings, Tim. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, Corinne Pellet, who we've got on t- today's show, she had a massive cub there. Um, I'm a big Bill Hempel Cubs. That's always a nice plane to see. Uh, Darcy Wilson was flying um, the Fairy Swordfish. Uh, which is Brian Hutchinson built that plane, but Darcy gets up and flies that around nowadays. Uh, heaps. Oh, of course, Tony Wilson's uh, Super Chipmunk, which I tried to steal, uh, but that didn't work. But um, that was uh, good to see as well at the field. But, yeah, so much, so many different uh, good models there. 
um, some you know zeros, so lots of warbirds, um, jets. Uh, even Craig Bavery flew his full size plane into the uh, into the field as well. So weather was perfect, absolutely and utterly spot on. Last year's weather was terrible, just wet and miserable, and this year was the opposite. Perfect flying conditions, not too hot, uh, hardly any wind. So there was a lot of flying happening. There was always some action in the air, which was good to see. A lot of mocky radials going around, I'll tell you what. Uh, but yeah, as I said, jump onto the Flat Out RC YouTube channel and you can uh, see the action there. But uh, if you haven't been there, put it on your agenda. Shepparton Mammoth Scale event every September, that middle weekend in September. So uh, yep. Great event. Well done to everybody that attended. And, of course, all the people that organise at the Valley Radio Flyers Club. Job well done. While I was at the Shepparton Mammoth Scar Flying, I came across Corinne Pellet, who I've asked her before to come on the podcast, and she was a bit, oh, you know, why do people want to listen to my story? Well, you'll see why, because it's quite an interesting chat. Uh Corinne loves her large-scale aircraft. She's actually, I didn't realize how many models she has. Wait until you hear how many she's got. Uh, but uh, not only is she an avid aero modeler, but she's also a Qantas pilot, Qantas Link pilot. So she flies the uh, Dash 8, but she's also a, a, a trainer that teaches uh, some of the, the new recruits on how to fly the plane as well. So a real aviator, but who has a very strong passion for aero modeling as does her husband so um corinne loves to come down to the shepherd mammoth event bring some big big models and stuff like that i bailed her up and said corinne are you free we're having a chat we've got to get you on the podcast and she obliged and here is the chat my chat with corinne pellet we're heading back up to sydney this time with a guest in corinne pellet joining me all the way where are you from corinne where are you living um Northwest Sydney, so Bella Vista, in the, the Hills District, Castle Hill area. Ah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I like having people from all around Australia. I still get to have a guest from WA, but I'm very close to getting someone from WA. So, Corinne, I've seen you around at different flying events and you fly some massive planes. So we've got a lot of a lot to talk about. But where did your journey in aeromodelling begin? Oh, back when I was about 19, I think, I was in university and a friend from university, I went to his place and he had some model aircraft hanging from the roof. He'd flown them when he was younger and didn't fly them anymore and that sort of started me on my journey. I saved up and bought a Hustler Mark III um, and then saved up for an old oh, high-tech flash system X, which was fancy pants radio back then. And a, a Magnum 40, which was the worst engine ever made in ever. <laughs> it was nothing but problems. <laughs> didn't want to start or didn't want to run? Didn't want to run. It started, but it didn't stay running. It was the worst thing ever. Um, so I tried to learn to fly with that thing and um, in the end had to buy an old, or well, not an old, I bought a new, they were blue, 46, OS 46LA. Oh, yep, yep. No, you wouldn't oh, have had... they were the goods. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, you wouldn't have had a problem with the OS. No, no, it was super from then. And then after that, I, yeah, never had any problems and moved on to different aeroplanes pretty quickly from there. 
I have a bit of a habit where I collect things, a lot of things. <laughs> well, we were talking about jet skis and you were telling me how many jet skis you own. So that's, uh, I can, I can see it. But when you, so you get that, that, that hustler, did you went to a flying club straight away? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sydney Radio Control Society in Vineyard back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which was only about oh, 25 minutes from home. Um, we're not there anymore. I'm still with Sydney Radio Control Society, but we're not there anymore. But, yeah, that's where I learned to fly. They sold the mm. field, didn't they? Got good money for it. Yeah. No, well, we didn't own the field. Um, the owner was Roadmaster and they went broke. Oh. They kicked us out. We it took us two years to find another field. I joined up with other clubs in that time. We're out at Wiseman's Ferry now, which is quite the drive, about an hour and 15. Oh, really? Mm, but fabulous field, like the best. Yeah, okay. So, of course, you went through the training process. What was that like? Did you Was it simulator era or not? Oh, no, no simulators then. No, no, no. I And no buddy box either. Gosh, now you're going back. You're showing my age now. This was a was long it time 19, ago. 1923, was it? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, I reckon the 90s. Yeah. Um, when was it? It was about late 90s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just you'd have someone stand next to you and guide you. Okay, and how did you find that uh, process? Did you take to it quite well? Yeah, pretty good. The hustler survived. I passed it on to someone else many years later. Kind of wish I had kept it, but, yeah, it was a good little aircraft. Yeah, solid little thing. Okay, so after the hustler, what do you move on to? Because you mentioned you moved on pretty quickly to other models. Oh, I got a Seagull, I think it was back then, or was it Vimar? Gosh, remember that brand? Um, yeah. Texan. A Texan? Yeah, AT6 Texan. Yep, straight onto a Texan. <gasps> How did yep. it land? Not great. <laughs> it was it was a brick and it didn't have retracts or anything. But, yeah, it was pretty good. It survived as well. I think I gave that to someone else as well. Um, but, yeah, it was a good plane. Yeah, it was fun, but it was quick, really quick. Well, if being pretty heavy, you probably have to fly it pretty fast to keep it going. That's right. That's right. Yep, yep. Was it was- – Scale planes, your thing? Um, yes, but I'm not a military scale fan, to be honest. Everyone's military. I'm. I like civilian scale, to be honest. Um, you know, I've got all the military things. You know, a tech. Uh, you know, got Mustangs and Spitfires and all of the things that everyone has. But yeah, I'm more of a, a scale civilian kind of person because I guess that's what I fly in real life. So, yeah. I think I graduate towards that. I uh, probably align with your way of thinking. I do love a good P-51 Mustang. Uh, oh, of course. But, yeah, there's something about um, civilian models that look quite realistic in the sky. Like I love seeing Cessnas in the air and, of course, Tiger Moths and things like that. Um, well, is Tiger Moth a civilian plane or would we call it a – Well, It's kind a in-between, yeah, isn't I it? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, yeah you can get away yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, so then after the Texan, what do you move on to? Oh, what did I have? A Magic 3D, which Model Ooh. Tech? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, the Model, model tech. tech Magic. Big Wing. Yep, Big Wing. That thing was super fun. Um, that unfortunately met its untimely death when the vertical fin came off in flight. Um, 
I didn't make it around the circuit. It went in. But that was a great aircraft. I've actually got another one now, which is, God, it must be 15 years old, but it's been hanging on the wall forever. Um, oh, gosh, what did I get into? Everything was 46 size, and the dream was to get to a 90-size a aeroplane because back then 90 was, like, huge. Um, can't remember what I got after that. I think, like, a 90-size Pilatus Porter or something. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like, wow, that's massive. <laughs> when you were flying the Hustler, did you have these visions of what the next plane was going to be? Like it was the Hustler was there for training, but it was a, a means to an end? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had to get into something feeling. better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that there was anything wrong with the Hustler. I just like to have multiple things. I'm terrible like that. I, I get bored easy. <laughs> yes, yes. I've talked about that a lot. My wife says mm. I've got ADHD and um, I did an online test and it said, yes, you're totally ADHD. And I, it's a big affliction getting bored very, very quickly because you end up chasing a rush after time. You do, yeah. So you need many things to keep you occupied. Oh, and it just gets expensive <laughs> after a while. Sure does. <laughs> now, I said earlier that I know you as a, a big plane, model plane pilot. And I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, like I, I just saw you at the Shepherd and Mammoth event and you had your big cub there. Well, that's what, four-metre wingspan or something like that? Uh, almost five, uh, 4.8. Okay, so we're talking pretty big planes here and, and you do like flying big planes. When did you start moving into the, the larger scale aircraft? Oh, well, the big cub's seven years old now. So that's been around quite some time. Um I started getting into the giant scale. I guess you, what do you call giant scale anything over seven kilos, maybe? Yeah, 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 seven and up. Uh, yeah, probably about 2010 I started getting into that. I got my first big aircraft was, um, oh, other than I had a 50cc, I've still got it, um, Raven, yeah. so aerobatic plane. And then scale-wise I got that. All Stars had a Cessna 152. Oh, yeah. And back then that was like the dream plane. I can't, I'd have to, can't remember what the wingspan is, probably 120 inch. I've still got it. It's downstairs there. Um, that was like, that was, oh, I had to have that. That was my dream plane. And I remember it was like $790, which was outrageously expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like crazy expensive back then. Gee. <laughs> Now, if I could buy something for eight hundred bucks, I'd be happy. I know that is true, isn't it? Gee, that is cheap, and it's an ARF yeah. too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an ARF. Yeah, yeah. So that that's actually a really, really um, good flying model. It, it's falling apart, even though it's electric. It's made of cheese, oh, but really? um, <laughs> I don't know how people put gases in them. They wouldn't have survived long. Oh yeah, so it must yeah. be built pretty lightly then. Oh, very. But great flying model. Um, that's what I started doing scale comp with, with that model. Okay. So did you, uh, so you did compete a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do scale comp. Well, I didn't officially stop doing scale comp, but I think um, really the last competition I did proper was at West Wyalong with the Nationals. That would have been before COVID. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That would have been, you yeah, maybe... When was the last Nationals at West Wyalong? That's a good point. I can't remember if it was 2018 Gosh, it or 2019 or something. 2018, like 19? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's go through your hangar now. Like what have you got? Because it sounds like, you know, you're a hoarder. 
So <laughs> Oh yeah, terrible. Terrible. I've actually culled some. I've been good. I've culled some lately and sold a few. Um at the moment, of course I've got the big carb. I've got Wait a second, give us more the, details. People don't know. Tell us Oh, about the big carb. Okay. The big carb's a fifty percent um Bill Hempel ARF that I bought, but I bought it as a damaged ARF, like new in the box, but the it was damaged. And I had the intention of um, rebuilding it and making it more scale and covering it in fabric anyway. So I got that reasonably cheap out of Perth RC, um, who was the importer back then. I don't think anyone brings them into Australia now. Yeah, but sure. Don't think so. Yeah. I bought that and stripped it and spent about two years rebuilding it the way I wanted it and covering it in ultralight fabric. So it's actually got proper ultralight fabric on it. Um it's painted in Dulux Weather Shield, which is <laughs> it's fantastic paint. It looks great, <laughs> and, that, and that should uh, that should stand the test of time out in the in the harsh there sun as well. It's Twenty years apparently on the box. Can <laughs> perfect. <laughs> what's yeah. a, what's a motor in that? It's a DLE one seventy. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, pretty big motor. Yeah, which is actually heaps. But my first gasser, that was my first gasser. Oh, really. Yeah, I went straight to the 170 because um, everything, I've, I've got all the big electrics, of course, with the big hacker A100s and stuff. I was always electric. Um, but now I'm moving more towards gasser because it's hard to get batteries now and charging them out of the field is difficult. And, yeah, I just, gasser is good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what else I you got? Into it. That that that, <laughs> um, that cub seems to fly really, really well because, it, it, like, I've never seen a plane fly so slow. So it must be pretty low oh, yeah. wing. Oh no, it's close to forty kilos. Really? But oh yeah, yeah. But, but the it, big wingspan. You know, it's a big wing, and I can fit my whole arm inside the wing, so that gives you an indication of how fat mm. the cord is. It's really thick. Um, yeah. What else have I got? I've got the Hangar Nine Pawnee. Ooh, the they're highly sought after. Yes, I know, and I, I, sh- I had a spare one in the box and I sold that last year. I probably shouldn't have. Uh, um, I know, that was my insurance policy. That's got a Rimfire 65cc electric in it. Oh, it's electric. How does that go with the electric? Because that's a bit of a smaller electric too for that model, isn't it? Yeah, but the Rimfires are underrated. I reckon they're more like an 80 yeah, or 100cc. So they they okay. go pretty hard. Yeah, and they throw a big prop too. It's got heaps of power, plenty. Um, big batteries though. How many batteries? What what cell? How many cells? Uh, 12S, but like uh, 7,400 milliamps. Oh, okay. So What's... you got to carry a lot of batteries. <laughs> what flight time? Uh, gets me about nine minutes, I think. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. I start yeah. losing concentration after about seven, so... That's that'd the spirit. Perfect. That'd be perfect. <laughs> the uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of those fly. That, they look great in the air. They look really real, realistic, uh, and quite an iconic sort of look in the air. I've seen some people fly them on like one twenty cc gases, and uh, it it turns them into sort of an aerobatic plane, which I don't like as much. I'd rather see them a bit. Yeah. Some people do put the bigger motors in for um, glider tugs to have a bit of extra ground. Oh, yeah, that would be um, good. Yeah, mine would be no good for glider towing. It wouldn't have the power, but it's good yeah. for lazy aerobatics, yeah, like yeah. scale aerobatics. And that's what I think the um, like an 80 size even, I think would pull it around quite okay as well. Yeah, it'd be perfect. So, no, they're a good model. What else you got? 
Um, what else have I got? I've got the World Models uh, third scale cub, clipped wing cub as well. And that's what started me on the cub journey. That was Ooh. my first cub because I was very anti-cub. Like everyone's like, got a cub. <laughs> Not a another cub. cub. No, cubs kind of suck. And then I got that cub and it's got a Rimfire 65cc in it too. Oh, my God, it's awesome. You can do anything with it. It, it loves it. You can throw it around. And then I decided I liked cubs. Um, so I've got another quarter scale cub on floats that I use out at Penrith Lakes when we have the float flies. How good is float flying? Awesome. Oh, on a good day, it is so good. It's just so relaxing. Yes. I, I didn't realise until I had, a, I had a crack at it this year and when, and it was a beautiful day for flying. It wasn't really sunny, but it was dead calm. So standing on the edge of a lake. In oh, sort of overcast so but dead calm and it was just, oh, there's just something special about it. Isn't it ever? It's so good and you just do the most beautiful touchdowns. You just do oh, circuits, just yes. constantly circuits. It's so touch, good. Touch and goes. You just want to you <laughs> just want to you just want to land it on the deck and take off again. It's just awesome. That's it. So Actually, good. I got a uh, I got a notification of a float fly. We've got a club down here now in um, Victoria that's um located on the edge of a lake. And it's just that that's oh, where yeah. I went float flying, the ball ball club. And it is phenomenal. And they've got a they've got a fun fly event happening in November, which I've been invited to. So uh I might get to that, down to that, get the float plane out. That'd be lovely, especially if it's camping, camping and float planes. That would be great. Oh, and jet skis, imagine that. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Uh, yes, why not? And <laughs> motorbikes. We bring every hobby that we've got. Oh. Oh my god, yes, motorbikes as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know which way to turn. I know. I know. Um, I'm not allowed to have a motorbike anymore. Husband says no. <laughs> oh, my mum always said no, and now I've got two of them. My mum always said no. Mo- um, none of you boys are going to own a motorbike, and if you do, I'll take to it with an axe. And then my younger brother oh. got his motorbike license. Then my older brother bought a motorbike. He got a Ducati. My mum couldn't take an axe to it because it's too expensive. And I've got two of them now. And I actually, I there went, you go. And I went round. I said, "I'm going to come and visit you. I don't want to see you with that stupid motorbike. You've lost the plot." Anyway, she said, "Take a photo with me, so I can send it to my friends to show you how stupid you are." And there she is, pretending to ride the bike. I said, "See, you love it." Yes, everyone loves it. They're just she's changed secret. her tune as I've uh, got older. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. What else you got? All right. What else have we got? Because um, I know there's then- more. Oh, there's so many. There's yeah. over a hundred. Um, oh, don't say that. That's I know, but so, but some are only little. But uh, there's oh well, the one I compete well was competing scale in, which was the uh, VQ models um, Pilatus Porter, which is about 110 inch wingspan. It's electric as well. Um, that was the colourful Freddy scheme, the the one with the bird on the side. Still got that. That's awesome. Um, Trying to imagine along my rack of planes here. You um, must have a very big shed. No, they're actually in the house, but they're, they're at the back of the house. We've got <laughs> like a granny flat kind of thing, and I've got pallet racking at the back there where I keep them all. Oh, gee. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. We bought the house purely for that section so we can store <laughs> our models. Um, you know you're addicted when you start choosing your house based on your hobby. I know, right? <laughs> well, you got to live. Um, I've got the Tommy Composite 122 inch Cessna 182. Oh, yeah, that cool. Um, I had the 150 inch, the but one. I just sold that recently. Yeah, is that the white one? Um, 
Did you buy that it, second hand or white. something? No, no, I bought it bought it new. Okay, it yeah. never actually got flying. I just had too many problems. It was my dream plane. It was absolutely it was the most expensive one I've ever bought, but it just yeah, it wasn't as good as I expected, so it had to go. Well, the the kit quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. It's a big plane, actually. It's, I know somebody else had built one, and they they said they had a few issues with it. And we had um, yeah. Stevie Malkman down here had one for many many years. That's right. Well, Stevie Malkman was the one that got me into it. I saw his, and then we that's how we became friends. Actually, um, talking about his big plane, and then yeah, we're still friends now. I, I got the plane. I, I bought the plane, and it took three and a half years to get it after paying for it. So that was the first the first turn off. And then when I got it, it wasn't as good as I thought. Anyway, moved on in that chapter, I guess. Um, I kind of regret a little bit selling it, but it's gone now. Um, I've got a couple of aerobatic planes, of course, extras, ravens, a couple of different sizes of those, all of the sizes really, through the 30E up to 100cc. I've got a composite ARF extra 330, the big one, the 124-inch. What's I've that? Got... What's that running? That's not electric, is it? No, nah, uh, daily triple uh, two. We'll have, you know, it's not flying yet. I haven't finished that. Are you going to go and fly iMac now? I can just see it now. I am, yeah. I'm oh, going to have a go. There yeah. you go. Just because yeah. you needed more stuff to do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's too much. Oh, I've got the, um, this is a military one. I've got the Phoenix Tucano, the 60cc oh, yeah, one. one. The blue one. I actually love that. That flies awesome. It's quick, but it's awesome. That flies really crisp. I don't know. How do you? They're a it's good just plane. precise. It, it goes where you want it. Precise. That's it. Mm. Um, it's almost pattern-like in a kind of way. Those planes, like pattern ship. Yeah, almost. We actually, my husband's got a pattern plane. I don't like how they fly at all. They're too too good. sterile. But they make, yeah, they make you look good. Sterile. If I want to, you know, I used to have a, a, a small pattern plane and. People come up and they say, gee, you're flying well again. It's not me. It's that plane. It just wants to go straight all the time. It's perfect. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but there's something sterile about it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, I've got the Twin Otter. I've got a, a Beechcraft Baron. Oh, they're cool. 246 size. Yeah. That's the RC Aerodyne one. I got that out of America. Um, or composite, the or at least the fuse is all composite. Uh, I got a Cessna 421, which is also a composite fuse one, but some random brand. I don't know what that is. Uh, the Hangar 9 Decathlon. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah. I keep getting Decathlons and then I keep selling them because I go, oh, Decathlons are cool, but then I end up not liking the way they fly for some reason. Mm. I don't know. They're not as directionally stable, of course, as a cub. No. Maybe that's what it is. I've got a beaver on floats. I've got the Hangar 9 beaver that's not on floats. Um, <laughs> I've got a, a Great Plains Waco a Stearman. I think that's an E-Flight Stearman. Uh, various Vipers in all different sizes. Um, Any turbines? A, yes, I've got the Viper, the Pilot RC Viper. I was going to say, if you don't have a turbine model in your hangar, then there's something wrong. Yeah, I know. I like Vipers. You've got um, helicopters as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've got all these. <laughs> <laughs> See, Corinne, oh. I know exactly. I know exactly your type. You've got one of every. Have you got oh, drones no. as well? 
Yeah, we do, but yeah. I don't like drones. Yeah, they're getting I, I actually don't have any drones. They're all my all the drones are my husband's. Oh, actually, I do. I've got the little uh, indoor ones, little indoor one. well, drones. That, that yeah, I guess it does. But yeah, I've got a, all my helis are aligned. Yeah, I'm still flying aligned, but they work, so I'm not changing them. I don't go with the fad like all the other helicopter guys. I have to change every six months because a new one comes out. Um, yeah, I have that problem with jet skis. I do that with jet skis, but not with helicopters. Um, I have a lot of scale helicopters. I've got a Bell 222 90 size. Oh. I've got a Long Ranger 60 size. I've got a uh, Hughes 500D in the 50 size. I've got an E in like a 500 size. I've got an Airwolf in a 500 size. Um, oh and then, God. of course, 3D models are just your normal 3D slow, 60 size, a 500 size and a 550 and a couple of 450s. Any gliders? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, so I'm just, just, <laughs> I just want to make sure that I can tick the box in every category of model. And so um, far you're doing well. Uh, what is it? ASK 21 4-metre oh, and a uh, KA 6 4-metre. I don't have any really, really big ones. My husband's got the Phoenix. I'm not sure which model it is, but the five meter one, but he hasn't finished that. But the other two of mine are four meters. Um, oh, and of course, the UMX one that you tow behind the little <laughs> UMX carbon cup. How good is that? That thing's awesome. <laughs> so, so you've gone from giant to tiny. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We got all of the things. <laughs> I can tell. I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with the amount of models that you've got. Do you yeah. like building? Yeah, I do, but I just oh, time. Time is such a problem. My work life balance isn't isn't ideal at the moment. Um, so I've actually got the Bill Hempel giant pawnee as well, which is forty seven percent, forty six or forty seven percent. So it's as, almost as big as the cub. Oh, it's a bigger wingspan big than the cub. That's yeah, the, the um, big, big one, like Ross, Ross Bathies. Yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, I've got that one. Have you had a and chat I'm with really, him about that? Yeah, one? yeah. Oh, of course. Because he did some yeah. modifications and stuff to that model. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to build that and, again, strip it and do everything like I did with the carb, mm. but I just time, just so much time. I've actually got a room full of kits of things that do need to be built. <laughs> you are so addicted to this hobby. <laughs> I it's know. Crazy. It's too many. <laughs> you are a, you're a pilot with Qantas. I uh, am, yeah. And not well, just Qantas Link. Qantas Link. So you get to fly the yeah. well, Dash 8s, is it? Dash 8s, yeah. Yeah, yep. like Michael Timms does. But, yes, absolutely. And he, he's he been in my ear trying to get me to talk to you for ages. Yes. <laughs> well, I I have got record of you trying to invite you onto the podcast and you've sort of uh, yes. been scared yes. to do it, but, you know, it's not that hard. Okay, so Qantas Link, you're a, you're a trainer there, aren't you? Training captain or something like that? Yeah, I'm a check and trainer, yeah. So no doubt you're, you're very, very busy. Very. And they've moved our simulator down to Melbourne now, so I have to go there pretty much every week. I'm down in Melbourne. Oh. So I don't get the time at night, you know, to build anymore. I just I just don't have time. I'm always down in a hotel room, so that's tricky. It is yeah. tricky. Uh, I just need to introduce you to a few people that have got some spare shed space where you can bring a model and just, you know, duck out to go and work on it. That would be lovely. <laughs> it, it always fascinates me uh, the amount of 
you know, airline pilots that, and pilots in general, full size, that really like mm. the hobby. Do you find that, you know, you do come across a fair few people that are interested in flying model planes? Yeah, there are a few. Um, not so many at work. Uh, certainly not with the younger crowd, unfortunately. No, um, the older they're not crowd. so much into it. Yeah. I think we're attracted to it because you can do the things with the models that you can't do in real life, I guess. The things, the fun things with flying, but we're not allowed to do it at work, of course. <laughs> Policies and procedures yeah. are important for safety, for safety very, reasons. Very <laughs> important. I yeah. get uh, my brother's a pilot for Virgin and uh, he sometimes says, oh, is um, your brother uh, Andrew Sill from the Flat Out RC podcast? And he goes, yes, he is. I goes, oh, I listened to it. And I'm like, okay. So he gets oh, that. Oh, that's that great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm somebody, Corinne, in the, um, oh, the Virgin that's awesome. Cockpit. Yeah, I've arrived. Um, very good. Not well, real. I know there are quite a lot of model flies over at Virgin. Um, certainly yeah. some guys who are at Lincoln now at Virgin that I know flew. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you need to come across, uh, go across to Virgin, move to Melbourne or something. Oh, no, thank you. I don't need to move to Melbourne. It's too cold. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It was 26 <laughs> degrees today uh, as we record this, and tomorrow it's going to be 15, yeah. I think. So we can uh, – Yeah. W- it was 36 up here today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard. It's been really hot, and even up into Queensland and stuff like that. I, I heard yesterday on the news that there were school, school kids were to- being told to – stay home due to the heat or something and i'm thinking it's not even summer but uh i think that we're going to have a very hot dry summer that's what the oh i think so but we're meant to be down to 20 again by the weekend so that's weird we're all over the place that is true yep i've got to know a few Mm. people heading up to sydney this week and uh check the forecast for them okay so so you you obviously do like you know putting these planes together because you've got so many of them does your husband enjoy it as well is it something you do together or he's got his projects He's got his projects, I've got mine. We don't really cross over um, because we have different tastes for sure. Um, he, I actually met him through the models, so through model helicopters actually. I think I met him at a model helicopter event. Um, but it, it's a problem because it's like two crack addicts together. We egg each other on for flying <laughs> stuff, you know. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I can see the yeah. result, you know, it's so many yeah, so many. There's, checks and balances you know you'd normally have the wife going on no we don't need to spend the money on that and i'll just go well should i get this yeah sure let's get it <laughs> i'm not joking i mean involved in some chat group with a bunch of flying mates and one of them was saying oh my wife's having a go at me i bought another jet i sold one but she's still giving me grief because i've got four jets now or whatever and so he was literally complaining this is like 20 minutes ago half an hour ago he was, mm-hmm. uh, he's complaining about oh my wife's giving me grief kind of thing but uh yeah, that's, yeah, it is a problem if you're egging, egging each other on. It is a problem, and he, he can't. Uh, well, I can't complain because I've got more than him. So, <laughs> oh, see, mm. you know, happy yeah. wife, happy life. That's his motto. So there you <laughs> go. Well, I'm I'm a bit more of a prolific builder than he is. Well, actually, I was when I had more time. But yeah, I, I pump out quite a number of planes a year, but. Not so much at the moment. I haven't done any new ones for ages. Well, you've got heaps, so, you know, it's... Uh, this is true, but you need something new. <laughs> get a motorbike. <laughs> or dirt bike, yes, please. Oh. But we'll get there. <laughs> He's got you need to get your husband into dirt bike riding, then you can both egg each other on to get shed full of I motorbikes know. now. Because you know you get I a dirt know. bike, then you need a road bike, and then you need something for something else. It's like model aeroplanes. I know. Aeroplane. It's, you know, I know. It's the psyche of an aero modeler. 
we're, That's right. we're very inquisitive and we, we, we need to be active in various That's right. Ways. Absolutely. We're collectors. We, we have to get many of, get into a hobby and you get into it hard. But the, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm turning 50 very soon and I've, I'm really satisfied with what I have, material things. I've actually reached mm. that point where I'm just not fussed about buying anything. And I think, and I oh. like being in that position where, you know, like we were at the Shepherd and Mammoth event and some beautiful planes everywhere. And I admire the planes. And I said to the, one of the guys that owned the, the Waco, what the, um, yeah, oh, Joe that's Bergen, lovely, that one. And he's big yeah. Waco that won the, you know, the Pilot's Choice Award and whatever. And I said to him, you know what? I, I love seeing these models. I have no inclination to want to go and have one of these models, but I love turning up, being able to see it and see it flying in the air. It gives me just as much satisfaction without the expense and without the hassle of having to build it and all that kind of stuff. But well yes. done. Thank you. Thank you for spending your money and your time to, to give me some enjoyment. So I'm really happy that I got to that point because most of my life has been, what next? What are we going to do next? Let's go and do this. And now I'm sort of mm. like, nah, in saying that I did buy another guitar today, but it was only cheap. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> Haven't told the wife she's away at the moment. When, uh, but it's only it's no, it's, no, it's it's cheaper than a model airplane. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely, gosh. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about you know you've got a lot of planes, but what else is on the bucket list for the aircraft? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of like you. I'm pretty happy with what I've got because I've got a lot of in the back room there waiting to build, especially that big Pawnee. I'm quite keen to to get onto that because I really love the way Pawnees fly. They're like cults. I, I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't – I like that Hangar 9 Bronco. Had my eye on that for a bit because oh, yeah. it's so ugly, so ugly. Did you see so the I one like flying it. on the weekend? Yeah, I've seen that around a few times, here's one. But it's just so ugly and it, it's appealing for some reason. Would you, would you go electric or gas with that? Oh, electric for sure. It's perfect yeah, probably for, electric. Be easy for electric. Yeah. Um, so I look, keep looking at that, but then the, oh, I go, oh, I've got too many and it's what pretty about expensive. a Model Dash 8? The Qantas no, I'm No, I'm not keen on that, but I do have something a little bit. I've got a kit, a laser cut kit, and I've already bought the Robot Retract, uh, not Retract, it's a Robot Nose Gear. I've just got to get the, the mains fabricated somehow. Um, but I've got a, a big twin otter. Oh, have you? That's probably that's going to be awesome. I'm going to do that in all Australian Airlines colours. That'd be cool. Because um, that was who I wanted to fly for back when I was a kid. Australian Airlines. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't uh, exist. So <laughs> no, Qantas ate them. But but that was my dream airline. Yeah. When did you start so, flying full size? Um, back in '97. So first year out of school, I went to university to do all my flying. Yeah. So a long time ago now, good grief. You had a love of aviation then early on? Yeah, as a kid. Apparently I was running around with aeroplanes from two years old. Um, that was my thing. Yeah, not sure where that came from, but apparently I had an obsession with aeroplanes back then. Yeah. No one in the family does it. Yeah, yeah. That's often the case. My brother's the same. He sort of fell in love with it through oh my cousin started flying because his dad my uncle used to fly you know just a Cessna and stuff like that and and my brother started at 18 and uh was fully immersed in it for many many years um yeah so okay yeah. so you, you you go to university to do the was it the Qantas course or something like that 
no, 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 no. Was, that was not really an option back then. Um, no, I did the Bachelor of Aviation at uni. Yeah. Um, which involved all, all your licence, of course, but also all of the other things that gives you the degree. Um, I did, did I do about the first 18 months here and then I did the rest by correspondence because I went out, you know, you got to build your hours yeah. as a pilot. So I ended up over in Africa flying over there oh, in really? uh, Botswana. Yeah, I was 19 and in Africa, Botswana, oh, Okavango Delta. How was that? Um, well, I didn't die, so that's good. <laughs> it was an experience, I tell you what. Gosh, good grief. I look back on the things we did now and think, oh, my God. Uh, do you know what? My brother says the same thing, guys. He said to me once, I said, oh, I ever thought about getting into a light plane or buying a light plane. And he goes, no, I've risked my life enough. I've done enough stupid oh, things. Oh, 100%. I know. My husband is mad keen. He wants to get an RV. You know, yeah, they're cool. Vans aircraft. Yeah, yeah. You saw him flying an RV on the weekend. Yep, he always he loves RVs. That. He loves RVs. He's always got RVs, so he's obsessed with that. So he wants an RV, and I'm like, oh, that is the last thing I want in my life. <laughs> a small airplane? No. There's a guy that went to school with me. He's had one, and he's building another one now, and he's been building in oh, his garage man. out in Sydney. But um, oh my gosh, he's building a. I think the first one, first one may have been a two seater, and I think he's building a four seater so he can take the family around. But um. But yeah, they're good planes. They're nice. They're nice planes. Oh, I'm sure they are. But no, <laughs> <laughs> something a bit bigger with a couple of engines. Yeah, no, and it, it, maybe a turbine. But yeah, that you think model aircraft's expensive? No, that would be yeah. way more expensive. Yeah, my podiatrist mm. has a um, twin engine plane. I can't remember which model. It's pretty old, and he's he's doing a bit of a refurb on it. And he's and every time I turn up for my uh, treatment for my bad Achilles, he said, I, I say, well, how's it going this week? He goes, oh, do you know how much I spent on a bolt today? <laughs> he goes, it's just, it's just the plane tax they put on top. He goes, it's just crazy. I had to send my fuel pumps to America to get rebuilt and that cost me oh, everything. Yeah. Everything is just so expensive. And I'm thinking. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, if it, if it floats or flies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. No, go ahead. What are the Dash 8s like to fly? Um, yeah, they're a good aircraft. They're incredibly capable. I mean, there's nothing really that can do the things we do. Like I do Lord Howe, so pretty amazing. And it can land and take off on a 780-metre strip. Oh, gee. Generally with heaps to spare too. I mean, I don't even have to use reverse. It's um, it's pretty capable aeroplane. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's nice to fly. It's a pilot's aeroplane to fly because it doesn't have all the automation of the the larger aircraft. So we actually do get to fly. We get to do circuits. We get to hand fly yeah. in and out of places, which is nice. Um, but there are negatives to that as well. We're limited to flight level 250. So in storm season, which is coming up very, very soon, you know. Bounce around a bit. <laughs> you can't go over it. I've been in yeah. one a couple of times and, um, yeah, that was really, really good flight. I was really yeah. surprised. I, I really enjoyed the experience of going in a plane like that. But, um I want a King yeah. Air model King Air. There's Ooh, there was one that was nice. the, um at the Top Gun. It's been at the Top Gun show I think a few times. 
I read yeah, it that's about a magazine. twin turbine too. That's an awesome one, that yeah. one. It, they they yeah. just have that presence on the landing gear. If they're a big one, it's got to be sort of big. Um, oh, yeah. They look um, – there's someone building one in Australia, I think. There's a guy that's seen on Facebook post who's building one. It looks really good. It's just a nice shape. Oh, yeah. I agree. I, I love a King Air. They're great aircraft. What are your thoughts on yeah. Super Chipmunks? Because they're my favourite. <laughs> I know. I saw that's your favourite. Yeah, I tried yeah, to steal yeah. one at the uh, Shepherd Mammoth I event. saw. Go and have yeah, a look at the, yeah, the not, video. I saw the video. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not my thing, but, oh. you know, <laughs> different things float your boat. Uh, it's all yeah. good. But that's the beauty of modelling. You can build what you want, whatever plane you want. There's something for everybody, and it's, it's funny, you know, I, I've interviewed a lot of people. This is episode 149. And uh, th- there are people that love speed and then there's people that love slow, slow planes and then there's the warbird fanatics and then there's the guys that like competing in iMac and Patton that are all about the skill of flying a plane and it is it is very diverse and we have got a lot of choice so we're, we're it's, you know it's a pretty good hobby if you if you if you if you get bored like you and I there's always plenty yes. of things other things to do you know go and fly That's a right. or you know if you really want the challenge yeah go and fly a heli if you're getting really bored because that'll keep you occupied for a while but uh but yeah, Absolutely. it's pretty good. But, you know, it's funny. It's like I like gliders as well. And even, so though, do I. even though I get bored really quickly, flying a glider I don't because it's like going fishing that you thrill of the hunt kind of thing. And will I find a thermal? Oh, wait, I think I've got one. Let me start circling and go up. And then it's like, yes, I won. Okay, let's get out of that one. Let's keep on going. So your mind's always very active flying a glider. Oh, 100%. But it's got to be aerotoe. Not 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 one with a prop on the front. I've never oh. done aerotoe. I have an opportunity oh, to buy. Come a model. on! I've got an opportunity oh. to buy a model, and I've been umming and ahhing about it. But remember, what I said earlier, I'm pretty satisfied with yeah. all the stuff that I've got. And I'm thinking, if I go and get it, it's just going to sit there with the other models that are just sitting there, and I've, I'm running out of space. I just don't know where I'd physically put the damn thing. Because again, that's true. It's got to be big. It's got to be at least sort of four meter wingspan. Oh, so, gliders must be four meters at least, but yeah. But then you need a friend too. So if you're going to do aero tow, you got to do it together. Oh, I'm losing them at a it. rapid rate of knots at the moment. Oh dear! <laughs> In the hobby. Yeah. No. Oh dear. Well, no, no. I'm I doing bring all right. my own crew with me. If so, you can, do you uh, be my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tow you up. We'll get the quarter scale cub towing you up. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Or the Pawnee. Pawnee would be nice. Um, the big Pawnee. Yeah. Uh, the big Pawnee. Well, that's what Ross Bathy does with his. He he, he likes taking that out and uh, setting it up for the glider tug. But there is something about the glider tug thing. There were a couple of guys at my club that were doing it and uh, it looked like a lot of fun. A bit like the whole um, float flying thing where you fly with other people and all that kind of thing. But it Oh, seemed... I love float flying, flying too. We do that as well. But know, it's, we've... A, yeah. Do you... We covered the float flying earlier, Corinne. You forgot. You can't keep no, up with yourself. No, I thought you a... said slope. I thought you said slope flying. Oh, slope you flying. Know, no, slope flying yeah, is good. Yeah, chuck it off a cliff. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I was watching actually an old video of mine where I went slope soaring and um, that's a, when you fly with other people, it's very social. It's a great sit and have a fly yeah. and have a chat kind of uh, pastime. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe yeah. if this El Nino effect comes in and we've got plenty of hot days down at the beach, slope soaring might be, might be a good season for it. Yeah, I think it will be, yeah. It's been rubbish the last couple of years. Where do you go, Slope um, Soaring? Long Reef. Long Reef um, 
it's a long way from here, but we normally, you know, we'll make an afternoon of it, go down and meet some friends, we'll all slope saw and then go for fish and chips. See? So, Adventure. Yeah. Uh, they've been there flying. I think they've been flying off that slope for a while, for many years, I think. Oh, forever, yeah. Yeah, Peter Goldsmith. Yeah, it's actually one of the rare places we're allowed to. Now, speaking of New South Wales and as the Sydney area, as far as flying clubs go, because you know it's a very populated sort of suburb. You've got a big harbour right in the middle of everything that breaks everything up and hills and all that kind of stuff. Uh, where do where do most people fly? Yeah, so well, like I said, I fly out at Wiseman's Ferry, but that's quite a very it's a very small club now because it's so far away. Um, I also fly out at Richmond, Rathmac, and that's quite a big club. Um, we'll get probably, I don't know, 30, 50 people out there some days on a, on a, week, on a Sunday. Sunday's the big day out for flying out there. Um, a lot of people fly out of Belrose. I've got a lot of friends that I go fly helicopters with out there. So Belrose is kind of um, northern beaches area. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, there's a few clubs down south like Appen and Sutherland Shire. I used to go down to Sutherland Shire and fly with a few helicopter guys down there, but not so much anymore. They're not really flying anymore. And Appen, we used to do scale comps out there. But other than that, I don't really go to any of the other the fields really in Sydney. Um there is one at Blacktown that's in the Western Sydney Parklands, but I don't think that it's not a very good field. It's um, quite small. Oh, there's Hornsby Electric Flyers. I used to be a member out there as well in Fagan Park. Um, that's not too far from home, but, again, it's only electric aircraft, quite a small field, so it doesn't really suit my needs too much. Okay, so there's a few options there for, for people. Yeah, yeah, there's, there are plenty of fields around. It's just you got to drive. There's nothing of course, in suburbia. What's happening yeah. with the um, Society of, what is it, what's it called? Model Engineers? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I used to be a member out there too. Um, they, they sold their have, land. They've sold their land. Um, I stopped being a member there because it just got too restrictive because they couldn't overfly the neighbouring properties anymore and hmm. unless you're flying a 40-size aircraft, forget about it. Um, so I believe they're looking for new land, but I'm not sure where they're going. I think they've got two years before they have to go. Okay. So, yeah. But that's all getting very built up, that area too, because that's where the new Western Sydney Airport's going in over that way as well. Okay. So that'll wipe out a lot of the flying fields over there. That's true. Mm. You mentioned you, you, you competed in scale competition and now you're looking at getting involved with IMAC. Is the competition thing something that you sort of gravitate towards at some point in time or you do it for a little bit and then then move on? Um, well, Scale Comp kind of fell apart because, well, COVID and all that, no one was doing it anymore. But there is a Scale Comp on at Richmond, though, this weekend, but I'm, I'm busy. Um, but, yeah, I do like the competition. I think I came third in the Nationals, so it didn't go too bad, but, I tend to get marked down all the time because I run an electric aircraft and I don't like the sound, even though it's meant to be a turbine. So I kind of get a bit jack of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit competitive. Husband's just started getting into iMac and everyone else is talking me into it, including mm. Stevie on the weekend there. Nice. They're, yeah. yeah, they're pushing me hard. So I think I'll have to have a go because I've got the aircraft for it. It's not like I have to buy an aircraft. 
So I might have a go at that just because it seems like a really cool vibe. Everyone camps and, you know, hangs out all night. So that's kind of my scene. I love going and flying and camping and then flying again. I love that whole weekend away kind of thing. So I think that might suit me. Well, we'll have a go. If I'm no good, I'm no good. doesn't matter. <laughs> well, look, the iMac thing, uh, you'll love it because a lot of my friends fly iMac. And yeah. they're relatively new, like I'm talking like last year to two years, getting of their involvement. And they all say the same thing. It's not about the performance really. It's just a good bunch of people and a good weekend away. Uh, that, and that's yeah. what keeps them coming back is the bond and the friendship that they have and, and the enjoyment they get. And, and the flying, you know, for most of them is a secondary thing. They're not overly fussed where they come, but it's it's just a good weekend away. Yeah, it seems to be that bit of a, a vibe there. They did it out at my field, out at Wiseman's a few weeks ago, and I went out the, the night time just to hang out with them and stuff, and that, it seemed fun, so might just have a play at that. But I do have a horrible competitive streak, so I've got to mm, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but you, actually, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, he flew went to one of the Vic Jets Association yep. get togethers on the weekend and he was telling me he said oh I'm flying my jet so well he said all that iMac practice has made me a much better pilot like he's feeling really confident and he's nailing all his landings and stuff like that and I said well that's what iMac competition or pattern competition or scale competition will do it will sharpen your skills yeah. up and you just become a better pilot and and he's yeah he's it gives you discipline feeling, Yes, yeah. yeah. Michael Tim's really yeah. good about discipline and how to fly model aeroplanes. You've got to listen to some of his podcast interviews that I've done with him. He's very good. Yes, I'll need to. But yeah, I, all of the other, all the competition things give you discipline. I think helicopter flying as well is very good for, very good for your aeroplane flying because mm. you get lazy with aeroplanes and you don't use rudder and stuff, but you get back yeah. on the helicopter and it makes it better. Overall, I've just got to fly more lately. I'm, I'm lucky if I get out once a month at the moment. Oh, you're, oh. you're doing pretty well. You're probably doing better than me. But, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit – it's a phase of life, Corinne, that we're going through. It is. I, it's not normally like this. Yeah. Too many hobbies, not enough time. Just uh, work, work, yeah. work. But do you know it's what no I good. say? Like I think that sometimes, you know, you're a bit like me. There were lots of different interests and that kind of stuff. And – and people say to me, oh, you don't go flying, you should go flying. I'm like, yeah, I know. But flying's that thing that will always be there, that I can – there'll be certain phases of my life where I'll do more of it. And at the moment, I'm mixing my time up with some other more sort of physical activities whilst I can, you know, like mm-hmm. the jet ski, uh, yes. the motorbike, stuff yes, like that. Because in right. 10 years' time, yeah. the body might not be up to all that kind of thing. And guess what I'm going to go and do? Fly a lot of That's model aeroplanes. Right. So, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I feel I, as if sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves, like we have to live up to everybody else's expectations in the hobby that we must be going flying all the time and and that kind of thing. Every day I'm thinking about aero modeling. I'm not flying, but I'm thinking about. I turn on the computer, I get onto Facebook, and there it is, a feed full of aero modeling content. I know exactly what's <laughs> going on. Who's arguing with yep. who? Who crashed what? Who's building what? It's all there. So I'm 100% engaged in it and this podcast as well keeps me engaged and I love talking about it and talking to other people about it. Um, you know, I went to the Shepherd and Mammoth event. I shot a video. I didn't fly. I didn't even take a plane, but I was enjoying being there. 
So, yeah, I've learned not to be hard on myself because of what other people think I should be doing and just do what I want to do and then error modelling is always there. There's no pressure. It is. It is. Uh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, you're right with the physical stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm mid-40s, so you got to do what you can now, don't you? I can't be racing jet skis when I'm in the 70s. Well, you, but you might be. I can, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe, I, I say, but I think I'll probably be era modeling again. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it's that passion that sort of sits there that that doesn't go away. But um, you know, we talk about things like go to an IMAC event on a nice weekend and camping. Well, it's the same kind of sentiment. Imagine if it's a beautiful day out and you get your jet ski in the water and you go on a bit of a cruise and you do a like a hundred kilometer journey. It gives me the same kind of buzz. Uh, and so it's but it's very hard to choose because. I'd like to do everything, but I can't because I haven't won the lotto yet. Because when I win the lotto, oh, it's a different story. When I win the lotto, I buy the 180-acre property where I have the model field yes. and my own boat ramp and I have cabins <laughs> and everyone can stay over and we all fly and we go jet skiing and it'll be lovely. Yeah, it'll be you know, <laughs> flying flying in the morning, jet skiing in the afternoon. Yeah. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's what we it's need. It's perfect. And, I'm, I'm gonna but win it, it hasn't happened yet. It's not working. No, nah, sooner or later. What is it, Tuesday? They haven't called me. No, <laughs> it's late. It's right. They no, will. No. Don't worry, they will. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Probably so needed to buy a ticket. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to ask you how much flying you're doing, and you've answered that pretty well. Uh, as much as you can. How did you yeah. join, enjoy the the Shepparton event? Because you came down from from Sydney to to go down to Shepparton. It was about a nine hour drive or so. Well, how long was the drive? Yeah, through? it was about eight hours. Um, yeah, we intended to get there on Friday. I would fly, but we had some problems with the car. Funny enough, it's a new car too. But mm. anyway, and we had to go to the um, car dealer in Shepparton and see if they could check it. Anyway, we made it there and back, but we didn't break down, so that's good. Um, yeah, I love Shepparton. We go every year, except we didn't go last year. We pulled out last minute because of the weather. Yeah, good choice. We were advised. Yeah, a couple of friends rung us and said, don't bother coming, Yeah, which is sad, but it is how it is. And then, of course, coat. It wasn't much of an event, so it yeah. wasn't worth flying, so you would have wasted your time, so. That's right. And, of course, COVID ruined it for everything. 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 It's everything. It's, COVID. it's weird. Like you look back at that era and it's not that long ago and think. No. That was just crazy. Yeah, it was, it was just, crazy. I it was lost- crazy. Why, why were we doing that? I was locked up in hotel rooms for six months at a time. It was insane. Just crazy. I was thinking two years of my life. Whilst my body was going downhill, because forty-seven is the age when the body falls apart. That's what I my experience is. But, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, it was just after forty-seven. I just you know. Don't up, tell me that. Oh my god. I don't know. No. It's only a few years away. Oh, yeah. You'll be right. You'll be right. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. The body's mm-hmm. hurting now as I sit down in this chair. But that's because that's because we're athletes, Karen. You know, we uh, we're yeah, still we trying to from- <laughs> we're still trying to do all those activities that we want to do in our heads, and the body's going. You s- still can just if you actually if you watch the um the video that I shot at Shepparton, and you'll see there's a bit where I'm talking about the different kinds of models that are there, and I was behind the Gal's big DR1 Fokker, the, the triplane. Yep. and I had to stand up. Go and watch me standing up and see how awkward I am in trying to get up off my knees kind of thing onto my feet and you'll see how awkward I am. That's because 
Oh, my legs were aching. I just said so. Oh, no. Oh, don't, I don't tell know. me this. I don't know oh, why. No. no, that's just me, Karina. See, it's it's no good. Like when we were in our 20s and early 30s, couldn't afford to do all the fun things and have all the toys. Now yeah. we can and now we're getting too old. Oh, uh, it's God. all right. We will, we will <laughs> battle through. We will battle Power through. And, we'll, through. and, you know, the big models, you must have a big trailer. Oh, Yeah. Um, but that cup still has to go diagonally um, in it. But, but I've had the model trailer for probably 12, 13 years ago. So I had the trailer before I had the cup, but it, it's about 10 centimetres too short, which is most inconvenient. Um, but it's still a pretty big trailer. I, yeah, we wouldn't be able to fit much bigger trailer in, in the garage, I don't think. But, yeah, trailers are great if... People that have to get around trying to put their planes in the back of the car, oh, my God, just get a trailer. Yeah, so much easier. easier. It is. It is <laughs> so yeah. much easier. It is a lot easier. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there that get a bit daunted about flying larger planes. What would you say to them? Oh, no. Look, the bigger it is, the more realistic it flies it, and the easier it is to fly, really. Um, sure, it's got inertia and you've got to account for that. You can't just, you know, bang the sticks right at the last minute for a flare you got to think about it um because 40 kilos doesn't change its direction immediately but other than that it, it is a lot easier to fly it's just heaps easier the only problem is and you saw this with the cub probably on the weekend well actually when you arrived it probably was done it's an hour to put it together oh. and it's 40 minutes to pull it apart oh, so unless you're no. going to put 10 liters through it which we did we almost put 10 liters through it on the weekend so we flew it a lot but um, it's got to you got to make a day of it if you're going to do it. Um, yeah. I always get annoyed and I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to put it together. But then when I do it and I fly it, it's totally worth it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those planes you got to be prepared. You know, okay, this weekend we're going to an event. We're going to get the cub. It's a whole day. Of yep. And then yeah, it's absolutely. not like oh, I've got to go for the club. I've got I've got three hours. I'm not taking the cub. I'm take something. No, else. I can't do the cub when I've only got an afternoon to fly. But but it kind of makes it worth it because you you're planning any big event. I I take the cub because that it's the fun one to fly and yeah. we're going to be there all day. But I wouldn't. I'd love to go bigger, absolutely. But the logistics of it to go even to the a bit bigger than fifty percent is enough. Yeah, it's just I'd storing definitely. it at home, getting it in the trailer. It's heavy. Storing it in the garage. It's a lot of room. It's um, yeah. It's a logistical thing. <laughs> I saw the photo of you and your husband sitting next to the plane, and you're just hanging out under the wing of the cub, in the shade. Yeah, that was great. Bring your own shade. Yeah, it's great. just sit yeah. under the wing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. It's good. It's good for that. Bring your own shade. I did get cooked on the weekend. I'm going to start peeling soon. Oh, so. yeah. I've got I the tan. Know. The tan started actually. Oh, that's brown. good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Now, Corinne, mm -hmm. the final yes. question, the question that I don't know how you're going to answer this one because you've got that many models, but it's the question that everybody uh -oh. can't wait to hear the answer to, and that is what has been your favourite model? My very favouritest. Ooh, it's really hard. Oh, no. It's, oh, it is a really tight, I don't know whether I can call it, but between that Hangar 9 Pawnee, yeah. the 33% Hangar 9 Pawnee, and the Big Cub. Um, Come, you've got to pick yeah. one. 
Corinne, oh, your favourite model. You know, I've I've had people uh, give me the one, twos, and threes, and all that kind of stuff. The favourite, purely for the the convenience, and I can just take it out for a few hours. I'll go with the Pawnee. Oh, gee, Gone I know. With Pawnee. I know. Oh, but then you're known for the cub oh, like that. It's you know. I, know. I saw your cub and went, oh, Corinne's here. I know. Well, look, it depends on what day you ask me. It's. Okay, today know, it's the Pawnee, the, tomorrow will be the Cub. Only because I, I can take it out more because, oh, I don't know, but I haven't taken it out. I've been taking out the Cub. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look after Maybe, the, all right. you got to look after the Pawnee because uh, I don't make them anymore. I know. Maybe we should go That's the Cub pity. then. We'll go the Cub. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're... Cub will be the favourite then. <laughs> I've never seen someone so indecisive about picking between well, two models. <laughs> well, they're both really good. They're both... Like, yeah, there are three models that I predominantly fly, and it's the Cub, it's my third scale Cub, and the Pawnee, those three. They're all biggies, I guess, but, yeah, yeah, probably the big Cub then because everyone loves the big Cub. Everyone comes to look at the big Cub. I always so say, you know. Maybe that's why. Nothing beats, like, small Cubs, I'm not too fussed about, but nah. the bigger the better, and you go, Wow. And I took some photos of your plane uh, pre-COVID, I think, uh, Shep days, and it was so easy to take photos of it because you'd bring it in low and slow and it was just crawling along so you could just rattle off photos going bang, 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 bang. And they looked, oh, looked yeah. awesome. But it is, yeah. it is a good plane. Well, Corinne, I'm glad that you we finally got you onto the podcast. It was great to have you because, uh, you know, you're a known face around the traps now. You, you've really been an avid aero model and I didn't realise you owned so many planes. So next time I see you, I'm going to give you heaps. Uh, oh, I'll have to bring something different now, won't I? <laughs> okay, there's the challenge. Shepparton next year. Well, I'll see you there next year. And I want to see the Cub, of course, and something different. Well, if I get the Pawnee built, it'll be. Oh, that, ooh. yeah. Maybe bring the Pawnee in a jet. We'll see. <laughs> that, that's mixing it up. Yeah, that's mixing it up all right, slow and fast. Corinne, thanks for joining mm. me. See you next year. Thank you. All righty, see ya. About to leave, already packing. Come with me, I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. Another episode of the Flat Out RC podcast done and dusted and what a podcast it has been. A big thank you to Corinne Pellet for joining me, uh, sharing her story. And that's what this podcast is all about, sharing aero modelers' stories. So uh, I mentioned a bunch of events. Um, get into them. Get into your local events. Uh, you'll have a ball. Always a lot of fun. You'll meet some new people, see some new planes, expand your horizons. Good to see what other people are doing in the hobby. I'm hoping to get out flying very shortly. The weather is very good for it, so I hope you are trying to as well. And if not, you're building some models and getting out there and having them fun, enjoying what this great hobby can offer. So stay tuned. I'll be back. We're going to be talking gliders next episode with a champion. So anyway, stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Now looking back, eyes on the freeway, Bonnie and Clyde, a classic cliche, we're on the